He came up to me the other day, like two days ago, and he was incredibly anxious to share the news that had changed his life, like massively. I was absolutely shocked when he told it to me. And it's a powerful reminder of something that I've got to talk about more often in these episodes, because if you're not doing this thing, your future, your growth potential financially, professionally, it's totally limited. Let's go. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This episode of the Culture Hacks Podcast is sponsored by Lead in 30. Leading others is hard. Learn how to create clarity, alignment, and movement at leadin30.com. Thank you so much for spending a few minutes of your crazy busy life with me. This is the Culture Hacks Podcast, and I am Russ Hill. I make my living coaching and consulting senior executive teams of some of the world's biggest companies. Find out more about what we do, our firm, the team we've got, and what we do with our clients at LoneRockConsulting.com. Just remember these three words, okay? Clarity, alignment, and movement. Like, that's what it's all about. That's a lot of what we do with our clients. Clarity. Have you defined the destination, right? You can't lead me. If you haven't defined where we're going, otherwise, in fact, this is going to be one of the, like the main topic of this episode is related to this in that if if most quote unquote leaders, people who are in charge of a team, a department, an organization, they're not leading us anywhere. Like we're doing the same crap today we did yesterday, right? And our revenue isn't that different this year than it was last year. And we don't really have a game plan that's any different. I mean, okay, we've got this growth potential. We're going to hit that revenue and that profit. And okay, well, that's not that exciting. And that's not really a vision and a purpose that motivates people and makes them want to come to work for you and stick around and suffer through or endure through some of the challenges that they face. So you got to provide clarity around the destination. Then you got to, you got to know how to build alignment and most leaders, they don't know how to do it. They're really good at making awareness, getting their team aware of the stuff they want them to do. Send out an email, call another meeting, Text somebody, tell them what you want them to do. That's called awareness. It's not alignment, and it's what's driving you nuts. So many of you, you're wondering, why is my team, why is that department, why is that other business, whatever it is, not aligned to what we need them to do? It's because you're not using the skill set that creates alignment. And so it's clarity, alignment, and then the last part is movement. You got to manage the narrative. You got to manage mindset. Anyway, that's what we do in Lead in 30. In just 30 days, we transform people's ability to get clear, to create clarity, build alignment, generate movement. Find out more at leadin30.com. We launch a new public session of that every six weeks, and we put the price so stinking low that there's not a single one of you out there that can't afford it and not a single one of you out there that can't afford to put three, four, or five members of your team in. We don't, we don't let you t- use the public pricing if, it's, uh, if you're putting more than five people and then we do a custom, but that's a, that's a whole other topic. Okay, so the other day, you all, 
I um I'm at this social event and this this acquaintance, this friend of mine. In fact, let me let me let's back up. I'm going to come back to this story of just the last couple of days, but I need to give you some background first. So when I was considering um, starting my own business and leaving kind of the corporate world, leaving the firm that I was working for at the time, and I'd been thinking about that for quite some time for lots of different reasons. And, um, and, and, and I had been, you know, just thinking about it, but not really, I hadn't built a plan. I didn't have like, uh, I didn't, I, I, I didn't have everything cemented and ready to go. I was just, it was just, okay, this is probably going to happen at some point in my life because that was, that was something I hadn't done before. I hadn't created my own business and it was something that was on my, on my bucket list, if you will, it was it was a it was a skill set that I wanted to develop and an experience I wanted to have because of the learning that was available to it and because equity, my friend, equity is huge. I'm renting myself out as an employee. That is and and that brings value. In fact, you can make a really good living renting yourself out, but that rental contract can be terminated at any point. It's what creates stress in your life if you're an employee. Crap, the economy is starting to tank, right? I talked about this a few episodes ago. It looks like we're going into a possible recession. I'm convinced it's happening, and I'm convinced it, it's probably going to be pretty painful. But I could be totally wrong on that. I hope I'm wrong. But so that when I remember every time in my career when I've worked for other organizations and the economy got a little bit tight, I thought, man, how disposable am I? And, uh, and it, it could, and what's my boss's <laughs> mood like, right? Do I trust him or her? Like, am I going to be and and then my life became uh, operating a P and L it was okay. What, what expenses am I going to cut? Who are we getting rid of? Who do I have to go have a hard conversation with? What, what growth initiatives are we going to scale back on? It just sucked, right? I just, so Anyway, I was considering, so I wanted to eventually own my own business or at least have equity in a company. It was something on my, on my to-do list at some point in life. And, um, and as I got more and more serious about it, I, uh, I started chatting with a lot of different people, picking their brains, right? That's what you do. You, you, just so incredibly valuable, the learning that comes from just having lunch with somebody, meeting up with them for breakfast, calling them or uh, socializing with them and tapping into their brain and asking them lots of questions and hearing their wisdom, what they've learned from their various experiences. And so I'm, I'm, I decided to, to the, this person who owned a business and I, I didn't think his business was really huge. Like he didn't seem to have like a million people working for him. And, uh, and I think I thought he worked from home mostly, but very smart, like a very wise person, successful, somebody who I had a ton of respect for and around the same age as I am too. And so, um, I, uh, I asked him to go to lunch and we went to lunch and I just started picking his brain about being an entrepreneur, about being a business owner and asking all these questions. And again, this is a really wise person, somebody I have a ton of respect for, who's been very successful, very driven. Cause I've got we all have friends who own businesses and some of them are, you wouldn't really call them driven, right? Like they're, they're, they're successful and they've done a good job, but it's not like they're growing uh, a business dramatically. They're just kind of maintaining it and it creates a good lifestyle for them and they're happy and it's awesome. Right. But, but you're not seeing massive growth and it's not really, it's not really their MO. Well, that, that wasn't the case for this person. They were very driven. Like I consider myself. 
And, um, and so we went to lunch and, and he gave me lots of good info on everything from, cause I was scared to death about like, well, don't you have to work for a company <laughs> to have health insurance? And, and oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Cause I've got four kids and what yada yada and all this. And if I don't work for a company then I'm not, and, and he just looked at me and like almost started laughing. Like seriously, Russ, that's one of the things preventing you. Like he, and, and he was like, um, he gave me a whole explanation of why that did not matter at all. Not that you don't need health insurance, but the options that are available to you and how I actually could save a ton of money by not paying into the corporate, um, the corporate plan that was providing me a ton of protection. Our family hardly ever used and that maybe a $10 copay wasn't the, the dream life that I was looking for. And, uh, and so anyway, he provided me information and, and wisdom in that area and lots of others. And so he was very, very helpful. It was only if my memory serves me right. And this was only like a year and a half ago, right? Um, it was only a few weeks after that. Maybe it was right that time. I, I can't even remember, but it was right then that I ended up leaving and going out on my own at that point i didn't have any partners i didn't have any co-founders of the firm there was no lone rock consulting there was no anything there was just me and um and so i i i i left the corporate world and i was going to take some time to figure out exactly what the future was going to look like and what the business was going to look like and it's crazy in so many ways it feels like that was 10 years ago because the business is so established now and if you look at our clients and you look at what we're doing, I mean, just it's just crazy. And the number of employees we have, well, not yeah, people we've got working for us are not full time employees because I don't believe in that model. If you can if you can avoid it at all, I think it's absolutely the wrong model for the employee and the wrong model for the employer. Anyway, so I had I had lunch with this person, super valuable. And one of the things he told me at that lunch was, you know, because I was asking him, so what's your well, like, what's your game plan? What, you, what, 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 walk me forward and what, what, what's the ultimate goal in your business? He's like to sell. I want to sell it. I'm like, seriously? Like, and he said, yeah, I want to sell it. And then I want to go in, in our, in our church, they have this thing called seminary. The high school kids go to it. And so it's a class where, um, just one hour a day, you, 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 you go to seminary, which is just a, a class about the new Testament or the old Testament or uh, other scriptures that we we uh, in our faith, uh, other books we consider to be scriptures like the Book of Mormon, and so you teach that, and so you're like a high school teacher, but you're teaching about faith and character and spirituality and that sort of thing, and you get paid for it, but not much. You cannot make a good living doing that, and so he's like, "Yeah, I want to I want to sell the business, and then I want to go. Um, I I just want to teach high school kids and help them with their spirituality and help them achieve, you know, yada yada." And I thought. Wow, I did not expect that from somebody so driven, but um, but it was you know, it was interesting. Anyway, so fast forward, it's only been a year, year and a half, and I see him at a social gathering recently, and he comes up to me, he's like, "I sold the company, Russ." I'm like, "What?" Because I'm thinking this is five, ten years down the road, right? Like this was a long range plan, and I and so I was just so shocked by the news. Wait, you sold the company? He's like, yeah, I sold, I sold it like to who? And he was telling me about private equity and, um, I'm not going to share a lot of the details, but long story short, the headline is it changed his life. Like I, he doesn't need to work another day in his life. And so I was joking with him. I'm like, what was it like when that money 
got deposited <laughs> into your bank account because the the firm that I'm a co-founder of, a co-owner of, they're multiple partners, right? So I don't own it outright. I did when we started, but then I um, invited in these other partners when they when they approached me about it, and um, and 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 he, but he's the only, he's the sole owner of of his company, and so he sells it. He gets all the cash. So you know. I, I, so I'm, I'm asking him, I'm joking, like, man, what was that like? And he said, well, I had to keep logging in to make sure it was real. Like, wait, is the money still there? Oh my gosh, it's still there. I'm like, did you screenshot it? You have to, like, you have to have a picture of that. He's like, oh yeah, absolutely. And then we, we went on and talked about some things that I'm not going to share here, but it changed his life. So, so I was so excited for him. This guy's, you know, he's in his, in his early to mid forties and he's done. He's done. Never has to work again, has it has a sig- more wealth than most people, and I don't even know the exact figure, but hey, he's got more wealth than most people would dream of, and you know there are people way way wealthier than him, right? Of course, um, but because um, it's all relative. But I I was so excited for him, and it made me think about this: the power of creating. What are you creating? How much energy and focus and effort are you putting into and mind share are you putting into creating? What that that guy, this friend of mine, he created something, a business. He spent I don't know how many years he was working on that business, maybe 10, 15 from the time he started it, a long time. He put a lot of effort into it. And I remember him telling me the story about when the pandemic hit and his particular industry, he thought he thought it was over. Like, oh my gosh, that's like gonna wipe out. Because of the changes companies, his clients were making, it's going to wipe out a significant, you know, like the business might be gone. But he innovated and he adjusted and he was totally agile and worked his tail off. And the business actually in 2020 boomed. So what looked like, holy crud, this could destroy our company, could destroy me, ended up being an accelerator that changed the business and ultimately led to him selling it in less than, you know, 25, 36 months. That's crazy, right? So many, so many lessons and takeaways from that. But what I wanted to focus on again on in this episode is creating. And I don't care if you own a business or want to, like that doesn't matter to me. A lot of you don't own one. You don't ever want to own one. That's whatever. You don't even know what that would look like. That's not my point. My point is the value the, the most valuable members of our um, of the marketplace are those that create. And so I just want to I want to poke that for you. I want to push. You, I want you to think about that. What are you creating? And you could be in a big corporation and a mid-level manager or frontline supervisor. But are you just if you're just kind of maintaining stuff and you're replaceable and you're a commodity like lots of other people could do your job. And, and you're not, you're not, you're just, you're just doing stuff. Well, you're not creating much and your value is not that significant and your growth potential is not that great. It just isn't. But if you're in that role as a frontline supervisor, mid-level manager, director, VP, whatever it is in a big corporation, and you're thinking, okay, how, what can I be creating? What could we be doing? What, what, what are some new products, new services, new ways of doing things that uh, for the customer internally or whatever that looks like could take tons of different forms. What, what could I be creating 
And that's when you start increasing your value. And, you know, if you go back a few episodes, Warren Buffett talking about the the importance of, um, of developing yourself and developing your talents and your skill set and how critical it is in order to to develop something and why why the, the market, no, no matter recession, no matter inflation, no matter whatever happens, there's always a market for someone who is creating. So that's, that's what I want to poke you on is what are you doing? And you might be, maybe you're an entrepreneur, maybe you're a business owner, or maybe you're in, in corporate America. Like I, like I was mentioning, I just want you to think about, I want you to spend a, a moment or two thinking about, okay, this year, this quarter right now in my life, what am I creating? What am I building that didn't exist before? And how can I continue to grow? It was really interesting. I, I won't get into too many details, but but this guy was, you know, we, he got into talking to me about our business and asking some questions because we haven't had a sit down conversation like this in a year or so. And so I was updating him a little bit on our business. He's like, oh my gosh, Russ, like you need to be thinking about, I'm like, well, nah, you know, whatever. So we, we had a conversation and, and, and he talked about what made his business so attractive was growth margins and uh and then and then companies that were renewing right and 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 so you just think about the growth of whatever whatever business unit you run whatever department you lead whatever company what 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 is the growth potential look like and growth attracts talent it it it, it attracts it creates opportunity it just does lots of good things so this just a quick reminder i just wanted to turn on the microphone do a quick episode about the value of creating whatever that looks like. And by the way, don't be impatient on that because I know some of you are going to feel what I feel, which is like, oh, oh, okay. Well, I'm trying to create something, but I don't have anything to show for it in the last week or two or months, or I'm not sure where it is or what it's supposed to be. That's okay. You're not going to have clarity on that a lot of times. So just like be patient with it. And just as long as you've got the mindset that you're trying to create, you're trying to build value, you're trying to create new products or services or solve problems for the for the customer or patient member or whatever, and you're you're inventing new things and you're being innovative and you're you're challenging the status quo and you're you're thinking creatively, that will lead to good things. And then clarity will come over time. As long as you're focusing on that and you're putting effort into it and you're not allowing yourself to get demoralized or demotivated and you push through, then you'll gain clarity eventually. So don't be impatient about it. You just need to have the mindset. That's what I'm talking about more than anything else is that mindset and then executing. Don't just think that way, but you've also got to take advantage of actually executing and, and doing it. Okay. That's what's on my mind. Those, that's what I want you thinking about in this episode. I hope you're healthy. I hope you're doing well. And I'll talk to you in the next episode of the Culture Hacks podcast. Who do you know that could benefit from listening to this episode? Tap on the share button and text the link to a friend or colleague or write a post on LinkedIn and tag Russ. Thanks for listening to the Culture Hacks podcast with Russ Hill.